welcome to All Things Health and Abundance podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss different health and abundance related issues and come with real tips and advice. Today we are going to talk about the sexual act and conscious penetration with presence. In this amazing talk with Andre about conscious penetration, my beliefs about sexuality and the sexual act were totally changed. They were changed in such a way that I'm pretty convinced that I would prefer to be single rather than go again into a superficial relationship. Hope this talk has the same effect on you. And today with me is Andre Fagerheim. Andre has a master as a civil engineer from NTNU in Trondheim but he's also a holistic men's coach with a specialty within male energy, masculinity and sexuality. He was certified as a no more Mr. Nice Guy coach back in 2016 in Seattle and in 2020 he became a certified TRE, Trauma Release Exercises Instructor. This is a form of self-regulating the nervous system in cases of fight and flight, for example. Ever since his first encounter with the world of self-development, Andre has found a deep passion for conscious and present coexistence, positive polarity in relationships, meaningfulness, and not least embodiment through trauma work and transition rituals alone and in group. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm so excited about this talk. Can you maybe just start explaining a bit about who you are, telling us a bit about yourself. Hmm, how to start telling about myself? I would describe myself as a uh, curious and open-minded man. And I also have this very nice balance of like masculine energy, feminine energy, being in a very male body, but also I have a very feminine energy in terms of being sensitive, receptive, compassionate, empathic. Uh, which helps me in my work with with clients and, and trauma work. Yeah, that shows actually. <laughs> you can maybe start by telling us about how you work with your clients. Well, first of all, I started like I started out with something called normal Mister Nice Guy coaching. I took this certification in Seattle in 2016, so it was very specifically pointed towards men that had worked with this practice or that had read the book No More Mr. Nice Guy by Dr. Robert Glover. Uh, but I quickly I quickly shifted that more into something I called masculine empowerment coaching to which is living life or integrating principles in your life uh, that is more that brings out more the male essence or that is more in harmony for someone in a male body. And then I, I still do that, but then I shifted more into holistic coaching, which is more uh, inspired, inspired by Jungian psychology, but it's also quite intuitive. It requires a lot of receptiveness from my side. Um, and what we actually do is that we, we work a lot with addictions, course includes uh, I would call it initiation of the psyche which is really important and why people actually 
seek coaching, especially male coaching, initiation of the psyche that you go from a boy to a man, and that requires to change your relationship you have about yourself with the world. Meaning, you go from the from the in the mind state of a boy to a man, like chronologically, and and it intellectually, many men are grown up, but inside many men can have parts of themselves which needs to be looked at and healed, like the, the inner child. So it's, yeah, a lot of work with addiction, family dynamics, and how really old patterns, how they are influencing our present-day life in, in choices, in relationship. Um, what I specialize in is to develop a, a empathy for self, uh, especially regarding addictions, because the biggest addiction we, we may have is, is towards shame or the addiction <laughs> to feel shame, because that's been such a big part of our upbringing. Um, and so to help my clients develop empathy by bringing in possibilities, bringing in choice, so that regardless regardless if one is acting out or not, one doesn't have the attachment to which helps us with which helps our relationship uh, to ourselves about the addiction be changed and hence it doesn't have the same grip grip on us. You mentioned inner child and family dynamic that you work a lot with that. So I guess a lot or I assume a lot of the things you work with, addictions, addiction to shame, family dynamics, are actually connected to the inner child, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, the, the more clients I meet, the more I learn about it, the more, the more I learn about myself. <laughs> and like how the inner child, how that adapting, adapting to survive, or rather adapting to, to live along, and how we are really empathic and codependent beings um, and to yeah to develop a clarity about that and be aware like whoa <laughs> in order for me as human incarnation to to live life on earth to be brought up i, I needed really to to yeah to adapt to my, my environment well today we said that we are going to talk more in depth about conscious penetration with presence. I can say that I don't know much about the subject, so I'm really curious to hear about it. And while I was Googling it a bit, I connected it to Tantra. So I don't know if there is a connection between Tantra and conscious penetration with presence. But yeah. would you maybe just describe shortly what conscious penetration is and how it connects or it doesn't to yeah, okay. Mm. I would start by saying conscious penetration is very opposite to how we are unfortunately conditioned sexually in the world today. Well, unfortunately, for my generation and younger generations, we are, whether we like it or not, and I don't know why we allow it, but we are conditioned through uh, pornography, hyper-stimulative images, uh, it's overwhelming for the nervous system. Yeah. Overwhelming as in it's it's too much, it's too fast, it's too often. It's it's yeah, it's like giving alcohol to a ten year old or 
making a 10 year old smoke cigarettes or use drugs, you know. That was it's very like, interesting, actually, what you just said. Okay. Yeah. It's like giving alcohol or cigarettes to a 10 year old. And how yeah. does that affect us in general? <clears throat> well, how does it affect us? Affect it certainly affects the, the circuits in the brain, um, our pleasure response. But what with the felt sense of it all mm. is we cut away from the body. We do not have the mind-body connection that is required for conscious penetration or, or the mind-body connection that we so much want to have that the sense of being a whole being, a felt sense of being a whole being, um, which is so desirable, really, for humans. Uh, but with all the stimulation, overstimulation, hyperstimulation, the energy goes straight into the head, to the mental atmosphere. Okay, I understand. So basically, conscious penetration is the opposite of this, right? Yeah, I, I want to just start out by by owning owning my story. I was also very conditioned and addicted to porn. Uh, it was something I used daily, especially when I started to study in university to cope with with all the stress. Uh, like a, using it as a coping mechanism, but in essence, it was really numbing my pleasure response, both in my brain, my body. So I really, really had to put myself through a a detoxifying regime. Basically, I I went like for months and for 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 years, like uh, not not watching pornography, not not masturbating in the way I was conditioned to. I also went really deep. And for a while, I didn't eat any sugars. I didn't drink any alcohol. I didn't own a computer. I didn't own a smartphone. So I really attuned myself to, or I attuned myself to becoming fine-tuned to my environment, which helped me to really be sensitive in my brain and body. And that helped me to discover uh, the potential with sexuality, with, with penetration, with with how sex is more a energetical thing rather than a physical. Letting go of the external stimulus and deciding not to watch porn for a long period made you become more sensitive in brain and body. And this is how you discovered conscious penetration and you started working with that. Yeah. Basically, to be hyperstimulated by pornography, or being taught by someone who's older than you that you should masturbate this way as a man. Uh, that happens. That happens. Of course, like yeah. we as as human beings, we need elders. We need guidance. We need someone to tell us how things work and how we should do things. We need that regardless. And if it's the <laughs> if it's the wrong elder, you could say like pornography or someone who isn't conscious they will teach us something because we we are yearning for it we are we are hungry for being taught something uh but if it's the wrong teaching we are integrating uh what is not harmonious with our with our body and what i'm what i'm talking about is to go from the experience of being in fight flight mode when it came to sexuality which doesn't really work <laughs> yeah uh, definitely go into or to have the experience and felt sense of being in the parasympathetic, being fully relaxed, 
being in contact with the heart and to be aroused from that state, state in the body, state in the nervous system. That was game changer for me. And it was a game changer because I asked myself the question, what is the potentiality with sex? What is really the, the desired outcome? Or, or desired outcome may be the wrong word, but what is really um, yeah, possible? It's more like the climax, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what is potentiality with sex, according to your experience, if you want to share it with us? Uh, definitely. Uh, I was writing it down, and I guess it's also related to the, to the later questions. Um, mm, I want to say that beyond our normal senses, as human, human beings, we are way more than what we think we are. We do have the capacity and the ability, I guess, I believe all of us, when, when we are sensitive enough and receptive enough to, uh, well, energetically and intuitively, to go beyond what we are as, as, as bodies, I would say. So what I'm trying to say is that sex uh, done in a conscious manner a very present manner as a male and a very receptive manner as a woman have the potential potential to bring about deep healing uh, has the potential to you know get this wow experience it has the potential to uh, well experience what is infinite and it has the potential to experience timelessness like non non dual experiences like experiences that are hard to put words to but that can only be experienced in the moment wow this was very profound um yeah. so the role of the female is being receptive yeah first of all a woman can be truly receptive when she really trusts the man that the man trusts himself enough to be truly present uh, with all nonverbal clues from a woman that a man can be really present about what's going on in himself within himself in the woman and within the woman uh, so that a man can truly be present with what is happening in a woman energetically and what is happening inside a woman's vagina so conscious penetration with presence meaning means to well first of all be present but also be sensitive in your cock both physically but also energetically to to really be able to feel a woman inside like both physically but also energetically where is where where am i where is the woman is she here uh, how is my presence affecting her um, and how does it feel for her to have my cock inside her? Because the vagina uh, or the connection between the mind and the vagina and the heart and the vagina can really affect how a cock is received um, and the intention with the penetration from the male perspective has a lot to do with how the woman can receive the man. So to get back to your initial question, uh, the, the role of the woman is to be receptive. Yes, definitely. 
means that the man, the man is penetrating, the woman is being penetrated. Uh, but once the woman can fully trust that that man is there, there is a constant felt sense of, of being here before. There is a constant felt sense of the man is present enough not to overstep any boundaries, even boundaries I don't know myself as a woman. Then one can truly be receptive. So it's all about trust. Well, simply put, <laughs> the best way for a man to gain trust with himself or about himself is to let go of the outcome of sex, the outcome of penetration. And this is what I talked about in the beginning, to be able to, to learn to be aroused in a parasympathetic state so that I, as a man, I don't need anything from the woman. I don't need, I don't need the vagina to be, uh, to stimulate me. So once there can be a, a true relaxation, uh, or once the man can truly relax with himself, actually, and to penetrate from that point or from that place, uh, then the magic happens for a man to trust himself. Like, wow, I'm, I'm wheeling my body from a totally relaxed, from a relaxed present. And I can be present and I can be as slow as I need to be, as I want to be. And then both partners can truly relax and let the, the sexual act unfold in flow rather than a linear thing. Like, this is going to happen. This will be the outcome. Yeah. And then the magic, and then the magic can happen, happen because there is so much happening then energetically. So this doesn't sound like the description of getting out in town, getting drunk, and trying to get late, basically. So this is, uh, to me at least, it sounds like quite the opposite of it, right? Yeah, just drinking alcohol. A 30 seconds break and stay tuned because we're coming back. Are you stressed, anxious, or in need of a change in your life and well-being? Start by booking a free 30 minutes strategy session with me. You can do that by going on my website adakomani.no and finding an appropriate time in my calendar. If you are unsure, you can start by sending an email and I'll get back to you. And remember, life is too short to waste it not feeling good. Welcome back after this short advertising, continuing with the same subject. How can a man get there to that point? I mean, you mentioned how you got there, dissociating yourself from external stimulus as much as possible. Is that the only way or is there something else a man can do to achieve this state? Well, the classical thing, all religion and philosophers, religions and philosophers are talking about is to be able to uh, postpone gratification. Um, I mean, today, unfortunately, we, we have so much instant gratification. Um, there is so much acting on impulses rather than sitting back, take a deep breath and ask oneself, do I really want it? I would say that there are certain male characteristics that are really important to embody. And that would be like stoicism, 
um, going through something that is truly tough and physically exhausting. Because as a as a man, to have the sense that one can <clears throat> go beyond what we are, what we believe we are physically conditioned to, that can bring about so much mastery and self gratification. So that in itself can can lead to um, develop the skills or to activate the already embodied skills we have. I don't know if that answered the question, but uh, it it's a really it's a very nice discussion to have. As we are here. Yeah. So what I've been doing, you know, <clears throat> everything from fasting to go through what is unpleasant. The more <laughs> the more going through what is unpleasant, the more I can feel more I can feel pleasant. Mm, okay. So you mean not really pushing away what is unpleasant, what we try what most people try to do on their everyday life, like pushing away what they don't like, what feels icky, unpleasant, and just numbing their brain with something else in order not to think. Yeah. The opposite of it. Yeah. Relationships and conscious penetration, how does that affect relationship? Well, first of all, I want to say something. And last week I, I met a breath worker spontaneously and we talked very deeply about sexuality because she was doing um, a education within tantric sexology and in that conversation we <laughs> we we were exploring a realm that i hadn't been exploring before so regarding relationship um she asked me like what does it what does it require for a man to actually be able to circulate the sexual energy because what we when regarding conscious penetration and tantra it is quite obvious that there's not a goal to ejaculate to, to expel the energy but rather it is there is a a practice of being present um, basically gave her the answer like yeah that's heart connection to be connected with the heart that is truly kind of pulling the energy and circulating the energy uh, away from, from the from the sex centers. So how does this affect relationship, conscious penetration? I would say that conscious penetration brings in harmony. And what what is that? Um I, I once I was read I read the book called Cupid's Poisoned Arrow. So Cupid's Poisoned Arrow talks about how conventional sex, how that actually brings couples away from each other rather than over time making them more attracted to each other. Wow, that Yeah, because they talk about how the first climax with a person, that first, um, let's say, really big pleasure response, it can never be as high as the first time. And if we're chase, chasing for that high through the same partner, our brain will tell us that you're done with, you're done with her, you're done with him. <laughs> wow. And another part of us are telling, like, no, but you want to be with him. You want to be with her. So, constant penetration in the way it's practiced. And this is, also, this is also tied to slow sex. The practice of non ejaculation can bring about harmony in the body, in the brain, in the nervous system. During reading this book, I had like several aha moments because. 
from one tantra school I went to in my 20s. They told us, well, as long as men don't ejaculate, uh, it's fine. But then through that book and through my own experience, I was taught that if I as a man go over a certain arousal intensity, let's call it 0%, it, it's uh, non-aroused, 100% too much, then you ejaculate. But if I stay like above 90% for a long time and only stay there, my nervous system will be like burnt out. It will be overwhelmed because the body is readying itself to, to ejaculate, to impregnate someone. And when the body is not allowed for that, what we are telling the body, it will be allowed to. Then it's just it's left being frustrated. So one thing is avoiding climaxes. Another thing is avoiding staying too much, too much aroused. Because when one is leaving the partner in a very aroused state, that also brings about a friction, I would say, in a relationship. So Cupid's Poison Arrow, um, and in combination with, with the book Slow Sex by Diane Richardson, which I also uh, read, brings so much meaning that the text should be practiced also in a very slow way, in a way that is really harmonious for for both men and women, so that when in a relationship, instead of experiencing a lot of ups and downs, one can experience it, experience long-term harmony that actually bonds us closer and closer. Because one can engage in sex from a, I would say, from the place of stimulating the dopaminergic system, uh, like getting to town, <laughs> mm -hmm. drunk, uh, or uh, just have a release, use the bodies, use each other to have a release, to something completely different, to activate oxytocin and pair bonding mechanism in the brain that actually makes us harmonize and feel closer to feel more trustful towards ourselves and our partners. Yeah, that was quite something. I was really concentrated listening to this. So why would anyone actually trade this for just using each other bodies for achieving ejaculation or, yeah, the highest point there? Why wouldn't everyone do this? Hmm. It comes to me very natural to ask this right now. Yeah. Is it because of lack of knowledge? Oh, yeah. Lack of knowledge. Lack of loneliness. Like, <laughs> have you heard the term terminology slow food? I yeah. just get to think about it because how about slow living? Like, we are living very occupied and unfortunately stressful lives. Most of us, we are in, we are in environments that are not the best for our nervous system. Uh, we are not that much in touch with nature. But once we are in our natural habitat, our nervous system is in its natural expression. Then I believe that sex can be <laughs> different than in modern day living. I mean, could we say that conscious penetration is about is the experience of of living more natural or or being more natural with self towards self? Hmm. 
Yeah, why not? It sounds about right. David Data's like famous quote, like the way you penetrate your woman is the is how you penetrate the world and vice versa. <laughs> the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So conscious penetration is so much more than just sex. It's encompassing everything in life. What one eat, how one sleep, who one interact with, what one think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I understand. It's about becoming conscious about everything. Does that help to release trauma? So women have a connection with the vagus nerve from the vagina to the heart. Men don't have the same connection from their from their car to the heart. And when a man is not ejaculating or doesn't have the desired out outcome of ejaculating, uh, sex <laughs> sex can last for so much more longer. <laughs> like one can go from having sex in it till hours of hours of loving. Um and it is said that if a woman is being well, first of all, penetrated enough, but also if a woman can receive the penetration and if the man can intentionally penetrate the woman uh, more than his physical member, then at least in that way, a woman can experience such a heart opening. I believe and I've experienced and I also have listened to other men who have explained this, who are truly present and aware about how their energy is affecting themselves and, and their woman that the intention with penetration and the awareness that sex is beyond the physical but also into the emotional and energetical sphere or domain with that awareness sex can become very healing both for the man and the woman for the woman that she truly opens her heart I believe that if a woman allows herself to be penetrated like that from from a conscious and aware man, that also includes or entails that her hearts need to be open. And opening the heart, first of all, requires courage and vulnerability because the inner child will definitely show up. To be in connection with self in a way that we human beings truly desire desires simultaneously feels that it feels so painful to go there that can happen through sex because our <laughs> internal defenses or our internal shields are sort of melted away because of well love making love making i'm just trying to explore what it is like it's making love is that facilitating for us to feel connection with ourselves a, a connection with truly myth true desire but have the space and connection to let, let that unfold just thinking out loud no it's uh it's beautiful because while you were saying that i thought Maybe that's what it is about. We are trying to find that connection all along. Maybe the connection yeah. to the divine that we lose when we incarnate. And that's why we need this connection with another human being. 
in order to try to connect again to what we feel we have lost. And personally, if there's something I can feel that like having sex with, with someone I'm truly connected with and truly, truly love and desire, um, that brings me into dimensions in my mind or into thoughts which are only accessible uh, during sex or, or the experience after sex. So I believe it's very true, or I, I can really echo what you're saying. And I also want to say that how can sex or conscious penetration be healing for men? I talked about the heart connection as the catalyzer or catalyst for, yeah, for women, but also for men to be able to circulate the sexual energy. That's a big thing. Like, how, how do you actually, instead of avoiding ejaculating, how do you use or how do you allow sexual energy to circulate in the body through the glands, through the heart? Because it, it's so and so nourishing, the sexual energy. Like, one thing is creating life by, well, ejaculating inside a woman's, woman's womb. But one thing is allowing life to grow through your body as a man. It is, it is truly vitalizing and, and refreshing <laughs> beyond word. Like how to practice all this that we've been talking about today? Well, the, the seminars and what I've been offering so far is lectures and workshops that I've been holding in, in different uh, festivals, especially in the Tantra Festival. It's truly great to be invited uh, and and teach in those seminars. It's it's so opening for a room. Uh, it's yeah. But what I'm mostly doing is is one on one coaching. Um, whether it be for for women, whether it be for men. So yeah, one on one coaching. How can people find you? I would have liked to give <laughs> I give a web page that's in the making. The best would be to you know look me up on Facebook, Andre Fagerheim, uh, or my my email andre.fagerheim at gmail.com or or call me up. I'm so happy that you said yes to actually being here with us. For me, it was really eye opening. Definitely buying those books, Cupid, Poison Arrow, and Slow Sex. And it was really lovely to have you here talking about a subject that maybe is not really touched upon so much, but it's really needed nowadays, I believe. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Likewise. Now it's your turn. Let me know what health and abundance subjects you want me to cover in the future. Do that by commenting on the post on Instagram. Thank you for listening and thank you so much to Andre for being here with us today. If you liked it, please leave a review at podchaser.com. Just search for the podcast and write a good review. If you have questions or you want to be a guest on my podcast, please do let me know on Instagram. In the next episode, we'll be talking about healing relationships. And remember, you are always creating your health and abundance. What do you choose 
to create today.